0: Welcome to The Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review on Apple. We want to make sure you get the episode every week. The holidays are here. Woo! Sometimes that's positive, sometimes that's challenging, usually it's a little bit of both. Family can be difficult. There's a lot of high expectations of what the holidays should be. Here to help us figure it out is Barbara Colorosa. Barbara is an accomplished author. She's been on Oprah. Now she's here with us. Friend of the show. You can learn more about Barbara's work by going to kidsareworthit.com. Let's check it out.
1: And I remember my father having a a little sign, no religion or politics at family gatherings. (laughs) And this was a long time ago and it's even more volatile today. And sometimes just laying the groundwork for that um, uh, helps. If it's too volatile, then you need to look at what do I really need from this holiday? What do my children need from this holiday? And in certain circumstances, it's best to say we create a different family if it's just too volatile or break it up into having mom and dad over or one sibling at a time and just having time together. But if there is someone, for instance, with a drinking problem or um, just so set in their ways and hostile about anyone who differs from them, um, you can have them over <laughs> for a lunch sometime uh-huh. and to, to do that. And it's also all right to say um, to mom and dad, mom and dad, we'd love to have you at our family gathering um, And let's say dad has a drinking problem or cousin has one, and we are serving no alcohol, just to be upfront about it, to Mm. have it very pleasant. Um, It's bringing up topics and habits are probably the two most difficult things. Um, There may be in a family, a real difference in faith tradition as children grow up and and marry into other families or uh, think for themselves. I mean, my whole goal as a parent was to raise responsible, resourceful, resilient, compassionate human beings um, who can think for themselves, who know how to think, not just what to think. Uh, And so you're gonna have a divergence of views uh, if you've truly raised your children to think for themselves because themselves will not always be the same as we thought, or as
0: her siblings do. That's a lot to dive into right there. I think about big family gatherings where you're the guest and the expectation is you are there as part of it. And you're right, it can just be like different people have different beliefs. If your child is LGBTQ, that can be a point of contention sometimes.
1: For some people,
0: yes, and that's where you have to... Put it out there that you are not a not so innocent
1: bystander, that you will advocate for a niece, a nephew, uh, you'll advocate for your own child. They need to know you're there for them. Yeah. And have good lines to come back when somebody makes a disparaging comment. Um, like that was mean and cruel. This young person doesn't need this. So that you're the one being the brave-hearted one. Um uh, yeah, and it could be a distant relative. They need to know right there. And they'll be watching. There'll be young people there watching, seeing somebody
0: advocate for somebody who uh, has been targeted. Do you recommend reaching out beforehand to family members and kind of setting the ground rules then? You can do that. You can certainly let them know
1: that there is some animosity in the family, and I would like for us all to come together um, and enjoy one another's company. And if there is a comment that
0: needs to be made, perhaps you can make it privately away from this party. Everyone has different beliefs, and it's tough to know where the line is, too. Of like, okay, how much do I let him say? Because if you're going in on every little thing, that doesn't make for a pleasant holiday either. What I look
1: at is, is it mean and cruel? Mm. Not just a difference of opinion. We can all disagree on things and to do it in an agreeable way, to disagree without being disagreeable. However, if somebody targets somebody uh, because of their race, their religion, their gender, their physical or mental ability, uh, economic status, those are the big ones for hate crimes. And you say, but not in our family. There is a climate today in our culture that allows that to be a free flow. And I think there has to be somebody standing up for anyone who someone's targeting in a mean and cruel way. And that's where I draw the line.
0: Sometimes the holidays can just be a sad reminder of the conflict within your family.
1: Not only a reminder of that, but any losses. We are now dealing uh having been through two years of a pandemic and now we're looking at uh three different um the rb the flu which has hit very hard and COVID all coming together at this holiday and people have died in these last three years some very young others were old and couldn't handle the virus at all so at that table you can expect loss. And it didn't have to be through the pandemic it Can be um, heart attack, it can be an accident. And whenever there's a loss, um, what we had done, we we had uh, our children's godfather was kidnapped in Lebanon. Then oh. there were um, seven Americans kidnapped, Anderson and Sutherland uh, and uh, four others. Anderson being held the longest, but our God, our children's godfather, Marty Janko, was gone during that time. And someone had gifted us with a red plate, a celebratory plate. It's from Europe. And we would put that out on special occasions, but also when somebody wasn't there that we missed. And that would be an empty seat. And it's okay to acknowledge that instead of walking around it and not making it real or trying not to bring it up because people will be sad. Um, As we go through those passages of grief, the first is the piercing grief of the oh no of it all, which can last about seven days. So anybody experiencing a loss during that time is still going to be in that uh, oh no of it all. Then there's the piercing grief, the intense sorrow. And that can last six months to two years. So you may have people in your family Going through those losses, whether it's a death, um, an illness, a catastrophic uh, accident, multiple um, people impacted, to not bring it up is to do everybody a disservice, to bring it out in a deeply caring way. The third passage of grief um, is it doesn't feel bad to feel good. And not everyone at your family is going to be at that stage. Does it mean you're done? Nope. You get through grief, those passages of grief. And a song can bring it back, Uh, ornament on a tree, um, a remembrance uh, uh, with a photograph. And if it's been brought up that we are all grieving and the children need to enjoy this holiday. When the children are enjoying it and we're getting into that,
0: that helps us in that third passage of it doesn't feel bad to feel good. That, that is a challenge of like, is it okay to enjoy myself? Am I grieving enough here? And yeah. you brought up traditions too, and I'm sure that's an important part of the holiday. Why are traditions important, do you think?
1: Uh, I think they're important because it roots us in the family. Now, family can come in many different forms. Um, And so we need to look at, you know what, if the family traditions from your family of origin was not healthy, someone always got drunk, somebody always threw plates, somebody um, uh, was mean and cruel, uh, you create new rituals uh, and make them your own. Also, if it's going to be a rough holiday, one of the things I like to see any of us do is get out and do some good for someone else. One of the best ways to heal from a major loss, to uh, get through um, the loss of a job, uh, family who can't make it kind of thing to the holiday is to get out and do something good for somebody else.
0: And it gets you out of yourself too. Like we've talked about that before on this show, when you're in grief, if you're present helping someone else, it just gets you out of your own head. And that's important. Absolutely. And and that includes little ones. Mm -hmm.
1: No, it doesn't. and, And getting them to help even to box something up. And I've always taught the kids that when you're giving something away, for someone else, because you've outgrown it uh, or uh, someone has gifted you a new coat and you don't need this second one, uh, to make sure that they're clean, mended, and folded neatly, not just thrown in a big black bag and yep. but folded with care and with love,
0: because you're giving it with love um it's a bit more humbling well, and the holidays can be so much about materialism and teaching gratitude is so important. And I think society just reinforces materialism. Like you look at movies and commercials and how can we get our children to be less material minded and more gratitude minded?
1: Well, we have to do it. Many of us, it's just the situation of finances have been and the fear of a recession right now. And having lived through a pandemic which impacted people financially is being very upfront, especially with children at seven on. Seven is the age of reason. So you can, the littler ones, I think you try to do the best you can with getting them involved in making cookies, getting them involved in, and, and sharing those cookies uh, with someone else. Oh, let's put a batch aside for the neighbor. Um, and saying to the nine-year-old who uh, has been earning money shoveling snow or or raking leaves, that you know, there's a, a elderly couple down the street who probably can't afford that, and need it done, and they can't do it. So part of your giving, and so I want it to be a year long kind of adventure, where we look to see can we give to someone
0: who um, will be very grateful for it, and that's instilling a family value.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we have to believe it. we have to walk our talk. Yeah. And not surround ourselves with the latest gadgets or, oh, my phone works fine, but the new one's out kind of thing to teach children that, you know, we can fix these things and, and reuse them or give them to somebody, you know, instead of just hauling it off. Um, and, and there, uh, Gandhi said, live simply so others may simply live. Um, And uh, St. Francis said, make me an instrument of your peace. You know, there's those kinds of things. And James Natchway, the famous Canadian war photographer said, do good because good is good to do. And those kinds of things that we can talk to our children about, um, you can mention them when they're younger, but we can also begin about seven to talk to them about what does that mean and how do we live that out? Yeah. Holidays can be less stressful, um, more connected with other human beings. If we look at being joyful, having gratitude, and honoring one another. And and in honoring one another, we honor one another's losses during this time.
0: And not to be morose, but to honor it, along with joyfulness and gratitude. I think going back to materialism, at least for me, my struggle is that I work a lot like I am very, you know, just I I get a lot done. And then when I have free time, it's like I have to make this time somehow special because I'm working so hard the rest of the time. And I, I think the holidays just amplify that if there's a lot of pressure to be like this has to be this magical, special thing, and that's a heavy weight.
1: It is. And, and when you talk about how much you work, you've got, what, a hundred of these podcasts in the can? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And and what we have to do is that it's that workplace home life balance that you just don't do during the holidays. It's got to be a time where we look to relax. I, I talk about the three R's, relax, recreate and rebel. And we need to teach our children to do all three of those. The last one people say rebel, I would do it. Yes, you want them to say I can be me apart from the rest of the world. Kids rebel at at uh, two against mom, five against mom and dad, puberty against the entire older generation of which you and I happen to be a member. Mm-hmm. So I always say if any of you have a two-year-old, five-year-old and a kid at puberty and you wondered why you're cracking up, now you know. And if you have a spouse reaching 40, you yeah, have four, hang in there, it'll pass just like birthdays do. But recognize that part of that I can be me, you, you look at is, okay, they don't want to get dressed up fancy for the holiday. I look at it, is it life-threatening, morally-threatening or unhealthy? If it's none of those three, that purple shirt and pink pants, whatever. But what will other people say? My kid's unique has her own personality, is a, is a free thinker. And you just look at that and say, that's what I'm trying to do is raise them to think for themselves. Yeah. And sometimes they're doing it just to see the response of other people. I wonder how Aunt Lucy will respond to that. <laughs> that's part of the, the joy of being their own person. Next year, uh, they might decide to get dressed up, but they might not. And there are some, again, a backbone gives you flexibility. It doesn't run willy-nilly jellyfish kind of thing. So if there's a funeral um, and uh, the children, um, your child comes in an outfit, you might say to them, you know, Uncle George was always very proper. Is there some way you can honor that sense in him? Uh, or um, in one situation I wrote about in my uh, book, Parenting Through Crisis, um, there was a, 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 and losing a child is one of the worst holes you can put in anybody's heart, but uh, a, a young boy's older brother died. And the parents thought that was his favorite baseball hat. That's what we're gonna put in the coffin with him. And the younger brother said, no, I think he'd want it on my head instead of in the coffin. Uh, and the parents honored that uh, uh, because he felt free enough to express through all this grief that this is something I would need. And he probably wore it, you know. So when you have
0: that open communication with your children, they can approach you on even touchy things like that. It seems like a core theme through our conversation is acceptance, accepting your children, accepting your family and the situations that you're in. And doing what you can to control what you can and then letting go sometimes. Often. often. You cannot, you just have to say, um,
1: this is who I am. This is who I want to, to stretch myself for. And we're going to get through this holiday. And we're going to honor one another. And you might have somebody really bummed out. Maybe they've lost their job. Maybe there are some financial issues. And that's where family being able to be up front and say, you know what? Uh, Let's not do gift exchanges this year. Let's exchange a photograph so we can put it on the wall of our growing family. Um, Those kinds of things people keep. Uh, and, And instead of... Uh, oh, we have to buy so many gifts or even gift exchange. We're going to draw a name out, but we've always done that. Well, we need to recognize that in our unique family constellation, somebody may be hurting financially. Others may be artists and uh, draw a Christmas card or any of the holiday cards and sign it and give it especially to everybody. They each get their own, but it hey, you can't put a price on that.
0: I hope this helps some families out there. Thank you. I'm always stoked every time that you come on and share your wisdom with us. So just thank you so much for being here, Barbara.
1: And thank you for asking me, Bobby. I think it's such a joy to to look at the holidays from a different light and know that our goal um, is to be as joyful and grateful as we possibly can and to honor whatever is going on in the people around us life. Family is much bigger than we have framed it to be. Extend ourselves out.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Always great having you on. I hope everyone there listening and watching has a great holiday season full of peace and joy. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.